Oh my goodness! Bear witness to the greatest park has ever created! The smelling sock starring Mr. Moon! Die! Yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Fimo, I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Loma, I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Canella, hook white crowds, smelling song. Pacquiao, yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Charlo, I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Spence, I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Bud, I'ma knock him out, get the smelling song. Fury, yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. Wilder, yeah, yeah, get the smelling song. AJ. Yeah, yeah, get the smell of salt. You know I'ma knock him out, get the smell of salt. Punch. Yeah, you already know this is Punch Wrong Boxing, aka Mr. Moonshine himself. And ladies and gentlemen, you already know we on episode two of the new podcast, The Smelly Salt. You know what the smelly salt means. You know when you get knocked out and they give you something to smell so you can wake the fuck up. <laughs> That's what I'm giving you. Something to wake up. You already know I'm trying to wake up the boxing world with good content, um, breaking down fights and things of that nature. You already know everything boxing, everything boxing. Matter of fact, everything combat fighting as well because you already know how I see these men and women that step inside the ring and step inside the octagon. They are modern day warriors, modern day gladiators. They put their life on the line for a pure entertainment. So you know how I feel about them. I love these human beings. First and foremost, I want to give shout out to the essential workers, especially during these, these um this pandemic. Um, again, my condolences go out to the people that's been affected by this coronavirus and the people that have passed away, the family and friends that have been affected by it. Man, my prayers and my heart goes out to each and every one of you. And you already know the human race is going to beat this. The human race, you already know, is only one race and we're going to beat it. You know, coronavirus is trying to attack all of us. So ain't no black, no white, no Latinos, no Asian, none of that stuff, man. Us, we got to come together as the human race and beat the hell out of coronavirus. Going to knock out coronavirus. I'm telling y'all. We are going to knock the fuck. We're going to knock coronavirus out. I know we're in a 12-round battle with this coronavirus. But right now, you know, we're adjusting to it. We're going to take them to deep waters. And you know, you know the terminology in boxing when they say take them to deep waters. We're going to take coronavirus to deep waters. We're making an adjustment right now. We're going to knock out coronavirus and go back to our lives the way it's supposed to be and actually be better and be stronger because we got to take the positive of what's really going on. Don't panic and just take the positive. Um, and that's that you, you, we becoming, um, we getting next to our family members. We spending enough enough quality time without no time limits and we never gonna get back we never gonna get that back you never gonna get the the, the times that we spend on with our, with our families and we don't look at the and, and not look at the clock you know it's no interruptions we ain't trying to go to work we ain't trying to go to school nothing like that we're actually paying attention and actually taking it slow and building our relationship getting to know your kids more getting to know your significant other more and we just got to take the positive in this Forward from that, let's talk about what we really here to talk about, the boxing world. And I really want to dial into the lightweight division, one of the most prestige divisions in the sport of boxing. Actually, the most interesting division in the sport of boxing. Of course, I like the 168 pounds as well. But this one has just a little drama that I like. You know, in the sport of boxing, we like a little drama. We like we like the, the, the bickering and we like the trash talk and things of that nature. Of course, gotta be it can't spill over to the crowd. And that's what I want to talk about also. So, of course, the lightweight division, we got Lumachenko. We go to the pound-for-pound dude in the sport of boxing. One of the pound-for-pound dudes in the sport of boxing, Lumachenko. Um, we got Teofimo Lopez that just beat Richard Comey and become the IBF um, lightweight champion of the world. That He's going to be facing Lumachenko. Lumachenko versus Teofimo? Fimo versus Loma? 
Oh, that's a good fight, y'all. I can't wait for the fight. The young dude, man, and I got it, and I'm upset about the WBC, and I'm gonna get to that because what they doing is actually sabotaging a undisputed bout, a undisputed bout. But it seems like they're giving us a lot of confusion because we have a Devin Haney that's also a WBC champion. And if you look at the uh, my YouTube channel, you already know after this. Check out my YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and I talk a little bit about it, but of course, doing this podcast, we go in depth. We go in depth so you can understand my take on a lot of things that's going on in the, sport, in the lightweight division, especially with Devin Haney, with Ryan Garcia, Javante Tank Davis. Um, we're going to be talking about this stuff, Luke Campbell's of the world, Javier Fortuna. And I'm, I'm actually upset about the Fortuna and the Luke Campbell because they signed the contract thinking they're going to fight for a belt. And the WBC once again gives Devin Haney the lightweight WBC regular belt. And it feels like Javier Fortuna and Luke Campbell feel like they got hook-winged by the WBC and their confusion of all of this. So let's get right into it. And also we're going to be talking about Devin Haney and the racist comment that he state that he said he stated. And I just want to say this right now. I don't believe that Devin Haney's a racist. But he said a racist comment and that energy is not good in society. That energy is not good for the sport of boxing, of course. But I, I'm a believer, like I can forgive, but forgiving with taking accountability and responsibility and trying to overcome it in a genuine, in a genuine way. And look, David Haney, just like Ryan Garcia, just like Javon Tan David, just like Teofimo Lopez, these are going to be the future of boxing. They are the present of boxing because at least they know how to promote themselves in social media platform and things of that nature. I like what they do. I like how they keep their name relevant. And that's good for the sport of boxing. And that's good for them. For them, they're doing actually better than the prime than the prime guys right now, the elite guys right now, which looks like they're 80 years old and don't know how to use a smartphone or don't know how to promote themselves. They do a horrible job. The prime fighters today do a horrible job of promoting themselves. I like the way the young dudes, the young lines are doing, excuse me, and promoting themselves. So I want to dial into the Devin Haney situation and the WBC. Now, first and foremost... I did not like that the WBC gave Lomachenko the franchise belt. Let's get that thing out of the way. I don't believe they should have gave Canelo Alvarez the franchise belt. But the difference between the two is that Canelo Alvarez, which was a middleweight champion at the at, at, at middleweight, they gave him the franchise belt. Yet, he hasn't fought in the middleweight division. So when they gave him the franchise belt, they gave Jamar Charlo the regular WBC. I was upset about Jamar Charlo accepting that. I really wanted him to throw it in WBC's face and be like, nah, man, I like to earn mines. Don't just hand me stuff. This ain't my dream to, to get handed. I didn't work my ass off to be handed something. This is, you're taking a moment away from me, a moment that is so special in the sport of boxing to witness and to actually experience from fighters. These fighters sacrifice so much, you know, they fight since they're young and 10, 9 years old and coming up in the ranks, fighting all those fights for free in the amateurs and putting their life on the line each and every time they step inside the ring. Also, each and every time they go into sparring, that's also putting their life on the line just to prepare for a fight, just to prepare for a moment. And then your dream is to become world champion. I mean, for what you do it for, unless you do it for the purse, of course, everybody got to do something and everybody got to get paid. 
especially in this line of work. But of course, you want to experience the glory. You saw the glory when people win a championship for the first time. You saw Flo Mayweather when he won the, first, the championship for the first time. He couldn't even hold himself up. They couldn't hold him out. He was in the floor crying. You saw um, Shakur Stevenson when he won crying. You saw Teofimo Lopez's emotions. You saw you see a lot of people win their first title and show that type of emotion because it's a dream. It's all the hard work. It's like if you go into a graduation, all the essays and all the work and all the testing, and you go from ninth grade, tenth grade, uh, um, eleventh grade and all the elementary school before that and then you finally you finally graduate from high school and you finally walk in the ceremonies a ceremony they sing the songs and things of that nature and you graduate with honors and that's it I made it I finished all the hard work you did in school all the hard work paid off and it's something that nobody could take away from you I mean like I don't want to when I graduate I don't want that my diploma, my degree, or my diploma to come in a mail. You want to be rewarded. You want to be. You want the. You you want the ceremony. That's something that it only happens once in a lifetime, y'all. You can never get that feeling back. You can never get that back. You can never take that ceremony back. You can't even do it twice. You know, and that's how I felt with the Devin Haney and the Jamal and the March and Jamal Charlo situation is, but it's different to me. The Jamal Charlo, see, Canelo Alvarez didn't fight in the middleweight division ever since he got the franchise belt. So it actually now, by now, actually legitimized Jamal Charlo as the regular champion because Canelo Alvarez left the division. Now, see, now this is the problem I have with the Devin Haney situation. Similar situations, but Lumachenko was still campaigning in the lightweight division. So Mauricio Sudamon had an interview with the Boxing Voice. Shout out to the Boxing Voice Nestor Gibbs doing the great things out there. Um, and he had an interview with Mauricio Sudamon. Put him on the spot. Put all these dudes in the spot. Great interview that he had. Go check it, go check it out um, on, on the boxingvoice.com or you can check it on the Boxing Voice and, and the YouTube channel. They had, a, they had an interview with Mauricio Sudamon. And you can see the frustration of Mauricio, Mauricio Sudamon because it could even it, it didn't make sense. The franchise belt didn't have no type of sense. But also. They asked him about, um, he asked questions to those in power position. Can you win? Can you lose the franchise belt? They say you can't lose the franchise belt. Even if you go in a fight, you can't lose it. That's stupid. But then they asked him a question. Could you become undisputed with that belt? And he said, yes. There goes the confusion. Now, this is why I'm mad that Devin Haney accepted that, that belt, because if Mauricio Sudamon, the WBC, is going to say that, that Lumachenko fighting Teofimo Lopez, which will be an undisputed bout, it could be an undisputed bout because Lumachenko got all the belts, and Teofimo Lopez got one of the belts. If, Teofimo, if Lomachenko beats Teofimo Lopez, he'll become undisputed. And I was mad because I'm thinking they taking the undisputed fight away from them, away from Tiofim Lopez, which he could accomplish at the age of 22 or undisputed. I mean, how many undisputed, um, he'll be one of the youngest undisputed ever in the sport of boxing that dates 100 plus years. This is a, a, a historic fight, an undisputed bout. We don't get this in the sport of boxing. How many, how many undisputed we had in the past 25 years? So you think about it. It's a special, historic type of fight. And the WBC is doing a, dis, a, 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 a disservice to the sport of boxing by giving a belt away and you're taking that opportunity away from Lumachenko and taking the opportunity away from Teofimo Lopez. But 
they said that you could act. They said they asked him about Lomachenko. Can he still be undisputed if he beats Teofimo Lopez? At that time, they was asking it, um, if he fights the winner of Richard Comey and Teofimo Lopez. Um, when he fights the winner of that, is it still an undisputed bout? And Mauricio Sudamon said, yes, you could still be undisputed. Thus, the belt that Devin Haney holds means what? What does it mean? Nothing. Because if you could become an undisputed belt with the franchise belt, that means the belt that Devin Haney holds holds no weight. That's just logical and you already know. I break things down unbiased, unbiasedly, logically, and objectively. I understand a lot of people, Devin Haney fans, that, 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 and that follow my content, they was mad. Oh, punch, you a hater. Moonshine, you a hater. You a hater. No, I'm just keeping it real. They was mad at me because, I, for me, I was actually looking out for Devin Haney. I ain't want him to accept a belt that doesn't mean nothing. It's almost like he's sunning him. It's almost like you're giving him something second class. Now, nah, don't take that because it's inevitable that Devin Haney's going to become a world champion one day. I said that in the beginning. A lot of people was mad, but I'm like, yo, look at what I've been trying to say about Devin Haney. I never questioned Devin Haney's skill. I never questioned Devin Haney's going to become, if he's going to earn and become a champion. Never. I even called them the golden, the, the next golden boy on my channel. I never questioned his skills. I never downplayed his skills or downplayed his career to the point where he is a special. He's going to be one of the forefronts of the sport of boxing with, with the likes of Ryan Garcia and Javante Tang Davis and the Tiafima Lopez of the world and, and the young dude just coming out the boots and it's the Virgil Ortiz. I said that, but I didn't want Devin Haney to accept that belt. I didn't want him to be like a second-class citizen <laughs> to, to the WBC. It don't mean nothing. So what got me mad about Devin Haney is why do you want to have a belt and not earn it the right way? We've seen Devin Haney grow up in our eyes and looking from afar. Of course, we, this doc is, is he's doc, docked as, you know, we've seen him when he was young, um, training with the likes of Roy Jones Jr., with Zab Judah, with Mayweather, um, Mayweather Sr. and things of that nature. We've seen his journey. So, of course, us as fans, and I'm a fan of Devin Haney, want to be like, damn, I want to see the first time when he wins the title and then I want to see the emotions, of course, because that's a feeling that's, that they can't take away from. That's a feeling, that's a moment, that's an experience that nobody can take away from Devin Haney. I'm thinking he has the morals, the, the, the morals, the moral and the principle of wanting that, you know, not giving a belt, not being happy that you're giving a belt, especially a belt that they say doesn't mean much. Because if you, like I said, if Lumachenko could still be undisputed, then what does the WBC of Devin Haney, what does it do? What is it about? What, what's the weight of it? Does it have no weight? Does it have no weight? That was my point. So I said, Devin Haney, do not accept it and throw that belt in the garbage, in the basura, in the garbage. I said that. Not because of Devin Haney, because I don't want to be champion. It's because the WBC played themselves. They played themselves. And if WBC is all confused, then you don't want to be in a confused situation where you don't know if you're a champion or not. What kind of weight does it hold? Where you at in the ranks? Where you this? Where you that? What the hell is going on here? I'm going to another ranking. I'm going to the IBF because there's a slot number one and number two that's open. I'm going to go over there, get the number, be a mandatory to Tiafima Lopez or the IBF belt or whatever. 
and go that route because the WBC y'all bugging out right now. That's what I was. That's what I was saying, right? And I, I still believe so. So Devin Haney, you already know he had soldier surgery. They put him on recess. They took away the belt. Then they said during his recess that Luke Campbell and Javier Fortuna is going to be fighting for the vacant title. Okay, he's a title on recess, but they're fighting for a vacant title. See the confusion, right? He's in recess, but they're fighting for a vacant title. Vacant means they took it away or you gave it away. This is just logics, right? So Javier Fortuna and Luke Campbell sign a contract and they're about to fight for the belt. Coronavirus hit. So, of course, they, it, 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 they postponed that fight. And Devin Haney is asking for his belt back because he feels that he should have got the belt back because he's clear to fight. And Luke Campbell and Javier Fortuna hasn't fought anyway. He'd rather fight his mandatory that it was supposed to be, I believe, Luke Campbell or Javier Fortuna was supposed to be his mandatory. And I'm saying, why is Devin Haney begging for the belt again? Let it be. Win it. Let one of these guys and actually win the belt. You know, I wanted him at least win it. But then also, it also still contradicts what I'm saying about it wouldn't mean nothing. Because Lomachenko is still in the division. That's where all the confusion is, is, is done. I don't feel like nobody should be the regular WBC champion. Because Lumachenko was still there. Everybody and their mama knows who is the man in the lightweight division. It's Lumachenko. Who's the last man to have the WBC belt? He got elevated. See, elevated doesn't mean uh, um, he got downgraded. He got elevated. Meaning when you elevate somebody, that means they go to a higher position. That's what elevation means, right? You go higher. So I don't believe you become a franchise belt and then it doesn't mean anything, right? It's almost like uh, another version of the WBA super title, right? You don't get no mandatories and like that. You got your leeway, you got power, but you could lose the belt. WBC confused everybody saying that you can't lose the belt. Now what the hell is going on? You can't lose the belt? What the hell are you told you still the franchise champion? I don't understand what you're trying to say. So it's all confusing. It's stupid at the same time. It's idiotic at the same time. And I feel like that WBC did a disservice to the sport of boxing. So for me, WBC is, is, is the ultimate responsible of this whole mess in the lightweight division when it concerns with the Lumachenko, when it concerns with Ryan Garcia and the undisputed battle with Tiafim Lopez and um, Fimo. With, with Fimo and, I'm sorry, and Loma. Thing with Devin Haney was he's begging for a fight. He's begging for a belt that he never earned. Stop asking for it. The belt doesn't mean anything. They probably just want you to pay sanctioning fees because the champion of the respective um, belt federation pays the most sanctioning fees. Why would Devin Haney, a businessman and a, and and you know the youngest promoter in the sport of boxing, would put himself in that position for what? You inevitably gonna win a title and earn it the right way. Leave WBC, go somewhere else. They try to play you. They get, try to give you a belt via email, and you're happy about it. And that was my thing. Why does he? Well, why does Devin Haney so? Committed to receiving a belt that he never earned. Right now, Devin Haney is a two-time via email champion right now. Basically, 
never earned it, never won it. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's not really a diss to Devin Haney, but I just question like, yo, my man, don't you want to win it the right way? Why are you begging? Why are you trying to get that belt? My brother, you, you, too, good, you too good for that. You understand? That's my frustration right there. My frustration is like I'm telling a friend or I'm telling, let's say if it was my brother or I'm telling my sister and they're in a relationship, right? And they, they, they in, a in a relationship with a bum dude. My sister in a relationship with a bum dude my bro or my brother is in a relationship with a bum chick. And I'm like, yo, my man, you could do better than that, bro. I know, I know she look fly. I know, but you could do better than that. Morally, you could do better than that, bro. I say to my sister, yo, you, you could do better than him. For real. You could do better than him, man. He's not all that. He's trouble. You know, he's confused about his life. He's confused about his life. And, you know, you don't want to be in a situation when you're in a relationship and you damn confused. I don't know what the hell is going on. And you're being re disrespected and, 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 this, and, and, and they're trying to two-time you because they got another lover and that's Dumachinko, the WBC. And <laughs> I don't know. You're like the mistress right now. Devin Haney's like the mistress of the WBC when it comes to the lightweight division. And... Lomachenko is like wifey, right? And that's the way I see it. Devin Haney is the mistress to WBC and Lomachenko is the wifey. Now, if you understand what I'm trying to say when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, oh, basically what I'm trying to say. So that was my frustration with Devin Haney and the WBC. Also, Devin Haney, and we could tap, and we could go and dive into this because I believe this is bigger than boxing. And I feel like the people that was trying to disagree, I have a lot of people that were supporting my 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 position about that I was very very disappointed in Devin Haney, and I wanted him to take accountability for the words that he chose. And is this Devin Haney said a racist comment? Right, went into an interview and said that no white boy will ever beat him. No black fighter will ever be. I, could, I would never lose to a white boy. Now, some people may say, oh, that's nothing. That's just trash talking. That's what happens in boxing. A lot of people just trash talk and, you know, it is what it is. Um, and almost saying that a white person is below me. There's just one thing I would never lose to a white boy or a white guy. Now, we live in a society right now that we all that we live in the PG society. That I understand that, right? We live in the PG society, and every when it comes to race, a lot of people race bait, gender bait all the time. You know how liberal media is, so they gender bait all the time. I mean, race bait all the time. And I was saying this. I said in one of my videos when I, I posted on Twitter, I said. If it was Tyson Fury, if it was Caden Plant, if it was Billy Joe Saunders, if it was Usyk, if it was Smith, a white fighter, if they would have said there is no way that a black boy, a black boy could ever beat me, there's no way I'd lose to, any, to a black boy. Everybody, everybody will be saying that's racist. And I don't give a damn. Don't be fake here. Like I said, we break things down unbossing logically and objectively. We break thing, thing, we break it, I break things down with truth. You and I know if a white fighter will say, 
I would never lose or there is no way any black boy, black boys could ever beat me. Everybody be saying, take his license away, suspend him, drop him from an endorsement deal, everything. You know and I know that will happen. My beef is, who the hell, who the hell has the green light to be racist? Who the hell you think you are? You think that you have the green light to be racist? Nobody has the green light to be racist, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care. I'm not saying that I don't care, but I, I, it is not a reason. Put it that way. Let me fix my word up. It's not a reason because there's history of oppression and the oppressor. I believe every, every corner of the world had that. To me, whether people want to believe it or want to hear it or not, it's actually irrelevant. For the sole reason that you think you have the reasons or you have the green light to be racist. Because there's a group of people that have been oppressed and another group of people that has been the oppressor. But in the, every corner of the world, we have that. And every other corner of the world, you know what we do? We try to overcome. And all I preach is, I believe the human race. I have put the coloring book down a long time ago. It is easy to look at color. It's easy to race bait. It's easy to blame. But it's hard to take accountability. It's hard to move on. And it seems like the easiest thing to do is to unite. But that's the hardest thing to do is to unite. So I preach. I only believe in one race, in the human race. I say races, uh, racism is... is, is, is is what's the word I'm looking for? Is an illusion. A lot of people come on, come on, punch drunk. What you talking about? The racism is an illusion. You know there's racism out there. I see. I say that because I do not want, especially let's say my kids or the youth, to use racism as a crutch. You understand what I'm trying to say? If you hey, if you can't get into school, you can't catch a cab. You can't get a job. You can't go to school. You can't get whatever. Oh, it's because I'm black. Oh, it's because I'm this. It's because I'm Latin. It's because I'm this. It's because I'm Muslim. It's because I'm this or whatever. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's to eliminate that type of mindset. So that's why I say racism is an illusion. And we're the number. And we're the number. Uh, we're we are one race and one race only. Look at coronavirus. Like I said, one of my videos. Look at coronavirus. Coronavirus ain't going after the black. Ain't going after the white. Ain't going after Latin. Ain't going Asian, Indian, all that stuff. It's going after the human race. And once we put that in perspective, then we start translating our life into that thought process. The thought process is that we are one. When the tragic is happening like this, everything put everything is put back in perspective. We're the human race. It's attacking everybody and everything, right? Everybody is not invincible. Everybody could catch it, right? It's attacking everybody. So that's my mindset that, 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 we, that we are the human race and forget about the side and the coloring book and things of that nature. Put the coloring book down, people. Put the coloring book down. I've had it with the race bait. I get frustrated with people that want to bring up the race bait 
in anything, but also you have to teach lessons and you have to hold people accountable and and make people understand. And this is what I was trying to say. I said, Devin Haney thinks that he has a green light to be racist. He doesn't and nobody does. Yet he needs to take accountability for those words because he needs to learn what can happen with those simple words. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just words. It's nothing. We heard it all before, but on Hopkins said it before. Yeah, he got knocked out by that same white guy, right? Got knocked out the ring by Smith. Got knocked out by Kawasaki. Lost to Kawasaki, right? That's just to add that, you know, <laughs> stop saying that. You're going to sound stupid. But that's the funny part. But the serious part is how could it spill to the public public perception how do everybody else outside the ring feel because a lot of people is going to say Devin Haney was just saying that so he could sell a ticket just for attention you can have all the attention in the world and they say that good attention or good exposure is uh, any bad negative or, or positive exposure is still exposure or still advertising or still whatever that saying that they have but no that's not healthy because I gave an example of Marvelous Marvin Hagler versus Alan, Alan Minter in the UK. Rumor spilled that Marvin Hagler said that he wouldn't shake hands with pale skin. That has a pale skin, meaning he won't shake hands with a white boy, with a white guy, with a white fighter. People was upset about that. Alan Minter, who is... Caucasian said he wouldn't get beaten by a black boy. Whoa, racist. Now there's a racist energy surrounding this event. And this is what I mean is the energy that the Mahaney Pope, uh, uh, um, you know, created a bad energy. And when you, and when you, when you have that type of Platform and power to create some energy like Devin Haney. A lot of these fighters have that type of platform that could alter the energy, that could alter the minds of others, that could, you know, ignite a certain energy, which is this one was a negative energy. You could see it's inevitable that a thing like the fight of Marvin Hagler and Minter could reappear in that fight, September 27th. I believe it's September 27th, 1980. Marvin Hagler was fighting for his first, first, first title, first title fight that he's going to win. He could accomplish fighting Alan Minter in the UK. But yet that racism energy was all over the place, all over the, the, in the UK, the buildup in which the prime minister had to apologize to Marvin Hagler because after the fight, there was a riot in the arena, everybody was fighting because that energy, that racist energy, just about those few words, I wouldn't shake hands. And of course, Marvin, Mag- ha- uh, Marvin Hagler, he um, denied those words, but still, he didn't want to shake his hands. So then it looked like it was true, right? That's the way, that's perception. Um, Allen, he said that in a reply because it was a racist reply. Oh, you're trying to say you won't shake my hand because I'm white? Okay, I'll be, you know, black fighter going to beat me. And boom, racial, racial tension. 
They was throwing bottles, everything. Um, when Marvin Hagler won, they stopped the fight. Marvin Hagler beat Adam Minter. They stopped the fight, and then a riot broke out. They even destroyed the car that Marvin Hagler was well, came came to the arena in, or the car that he was, you know, driving, or they was driving him. All that death threats and things of that nature. That's what it creates. And look, Devin Haney to um yesterday had an interview. With Eddie Hearns, what Eddie Hearns, he was going live on Instagram. He said that he was receiving death threats. That's exactly why those comments were serious and nothing to play with. Exactly my point. Because after I did a video and I'm saying, yo, what? His apartment, man, this is serious. He got to take accountable for his words. And the apology, probably the apology that he gave wasn't, you know, in my opinion, it wasn't um, genuine. As genuine, I believe that looked like it was a uh, 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 it was his publicist that said that. But regardless, great, he apologized, right? But that doesn't mean the energy just goes away with that apology. You understand what I'm trying to say? And of course, I'm a person. I want to move on, and I want him to have. I want him to grow from this, and also be a great. He's gonna become a great champion. He's gonna earn. It. I don't want to take. I don't take no skills away from Devin Haney. I don't want no malicious thing that comes to Devin Haney or anybody out there in the world. Because I'm a person that loves people, all people, and especially these fighters that I love. These fighters. That's why I do this channel. That's why I do this podcast because I want to uplift the sport of boxing. I want to uplift all these men and women. I want them to get their shine. But also, there's some education, there's some growing, there's accountability that these people and these, and these fighters have to, you know, have to answer to. There is responsibility in having a platform. There is a responsibility to that, whether you like it or not. You remember Charles Barkley, he said, oh, he's not a role model. Oh, I don't give a damn if you don't think you're a, remote, a role model. But you got a platform where you're being looked up to and you got to understand that. You got to understand that. Not everybody has that adult figure in their life to teach them better. There's a lot of people that got, there's a lot of kids that got their, their, their mother and father. It's all, it's all messed up. So, Devin Haney apologized and I didn't feel it was that genuine. So I said, you know what? Come on, man. If you could go to an interview and talk that and could say it in an interview, and show your face saying it, saying it, you could actually go back, back to an interview and actually apologize and say the right way and really say what's in your heart and say, why is it bad? He apologized to his friends and family. Those are the easiest people to apologize. Those are the people that could be affected in the wrong way. It's apologizing to, and, and, and almost, I'm not saying that he got to say what I want him to say, but he got to understand, and that's why I did all the videos so it could reach. And I know it reached to him because he blocked me on Twitter and he blocked me on Instagram. And his dad and his father hits me on 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 YouTube. So I know it reaches Devin Haney. But I want them to understand my position and understand that I'm actually a fan of, uh, of Devin Haney. I'm actually looking out for the Devin Haney. That's like if I was in his corner, if I was in his corner physically and I'm just his one of his boy and I'm going to tell you like this, yo, I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell you, but you're going to take it in because as a friend, I'm going to tell you yo, what you said is messed up and it could create a bad, a bad energy. It's serious. Those type of energy people could die. 
Because in, 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 when it happened in, in 1980 with Marvin Hagler and Alan Mitchell, somebody could pass away. Somebody could have hit with a bottle. Marvin Hagler could have got hit with a bottle because bottles was flying. They was covering Marvin, Marvin Hagler. He got hit with a bottle and boom, lights out. You don't know. You probably, there's crazy people out there. There's people, crazy people out there that could make that, that could do harm to your family members if, it, if they can't get to you. If Devin Haney felt, if so, said to Eddie Hearns that he has death threats, now he understands how serious it is. And for the people that are saying, oh, it's not serious, yo, let it go, punch drunk, let it go, moonshine. It's, if, let it go because you think I'm being on him. I'm being on him because there is serious to it. And the death, th- the death threats that he alluded to it actually proves my point. It is serious. It's not a game. It is not a game. Do not race. Do not be racist. You don't got no green light to be racist or utter those type of words. I was even disappointed at my at Eddie Hearns, who I say constantly on my YouTube channel, I say he is the best promoter in the sport of boxing. Love the way he promotes. He's the first one in, the first man in, in those press conferences and things of that nature, and the last man now. He's a hardworking man. But he said, Eddie Hearn said, oh, I, I don't think that, you know, it was that bad. I didn't think too much of it when you said, I know, I don't think something, you should, probably should have never said it, but I didn't think too much of it. I mean, it didn't affect me. Eddie Hearns, what the hell are you talking about that affect you? How, what do you mean that you didn't make much of it, Eddie? 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 You got to be more smarter than that because I dare Eddie Hearn. I dare him to say, if you don't think that it affect you, you don't think that's just, nah, it's not serious. I didn't make too much of it. How about if you, Eddie Hearn, you want to want to make it, uh, should I put him to the test? Eddie Hearns, how about you? Say, there is no way any promoters will out-promote me. Not just any promoter. There is no way a black man promoter will out-promote me. There's no way a black promoter could promote better than me. Just no way they will promote better than me. Eddie Hearns, you will lose your business. You will lose your contemporaries. You will lose your partners. You know it and I know it. That's how serious it is because you know society. You know society. You know everybody be speeding, calling Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and, 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 and what's his name? Um, Farrakhan and all those, reli- all, all those civil rights quote unquote leaders be knocking on your damn door and the liberal media on your ass. They'll shut down your whole, the whole empire. Don't you know how serious it is? What do you, what you mean? Don't make light of it. Oh, because Devin Haney is one of your fighters, right? Nah, you still got to teach him a lesson. You still got to hold him accountable. That's how serious it is. And guess what the WBC did, did right after that? They gave Devin Haney the belt back. They reward him. Yeah, when Billy Joe Saunders, he talks about make fun him by hitting a woman. They suspend his license. Javante Tank Davis physically physically abused his baby mama in front of hundreds, went viral in front of millions. Nothing is done. So when it comes to the sport of boxing, for the people, because I know this, there's this thing that surrounds boxing that 
people are racist towards this group. Stop. Stop it. Let's let's not be hypocrites around here. Let's call that. Let, let's be truth. Let's be real. And everybody has done during the sport of boxing. Everybody gets in trouble. We've seen the Sergey Kovalev as well got in trouble. So I'm not saying none of that, but it's just actually educating and actually I'm telling people, stop being hypocrites. Stop contradicting yourself. Every race, I'm going to say it like this, do not have the green light to be racist. None. And by doing so, in the midst of educating in, I want people to think of all of us as just one race. No more black. No more white. No more, or no more none of that. We're the one race. So they gave the Haney the belt back. And they'd say that he was going to be fighting. A, he got a voluntary bout. Fortuna and um, <laughs> Luke Campbell. They're going to be fighting for, I don't even know, the interim belt. I believe that Devin Haney should receive the interim belt back first. That's what I believe. Until Lomachenko, he decides that he's going to the 140 pounds and not campaign in that division. And then that's when Devin Haney could actually look a legit, he could, be, he could look like a legit champion. And all his contemporaries were respected. But even his contemporaries, even, even Teofimo Lopez don't respect him as champion. Ryan Garcia don't respect him as the champion. A lot of people don't respect him because he is the quintessential paper champion. That's the way they do it. And the WBC made him look like that. And Devin Haney made himself look like that by accepting him. Because I believe Devin Haney would have been man power. would be like, don't give me no belt like that. I don't want that belt like that. Boom. He would have created a food chain. He would have created a... a, a a standard, a moral standard in sport of boxing. At his age, he would have looked like a pure leader and be like, you know what? I don't want no belt like that. No. If you're saying that he could be undisputed, then that means my belt means shit. I don't want it. So now, he ain't going to say that. So you got um, Javier Fortuna. He's probably tight. <laughs> you know. He's tight because he thought he was going to fight for the belt. You telling me, hey, Mr. Hey, what happened here? I want to fight for the belt. What happened? You told me I was going to fight for the belt and I'm fighting for... What happened in Mauricio Suramon? Hey, are you crazy? Fuck that chain, man. What, uh, I, I'm going to fight Lucambo for free? No, 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 no. I told all my family in the Dominican Republic that I was going to fight for the belt. I, I signed a contract. No, no, no. I don't want to hear it, uh, Mauricio Suramon. you crazy, motherfucker. I want to fight for the belt. You told me I want to fight for the belt. It's not fair for me. Eh? It is not fair. <laughs> Oh, man. And it takes away, man. I wanted to see the Teofimo Lopez versus Vassal Lovachenko for the Undisputed Belt. And I don't know what's going on. Is We all just confused. We all just confused. I do believe that the, 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 the biggest fight will be probably Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia in, 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 in a year or so. I mean, they're linked. That's like a rivalry right there. They got a storyline. Just like I feel like Daniel Garcia and Buck Crawford should fight because that's a storyline. That would be a big fight. That fight to me is bigger than Daniel Garcia versus versus um, um, Earl Spence or Daniel Garcia versus Keith Thurman the rematch or Daniel Garcia versus Porter the rematch or going to the 154 pounds. I think Daniel Garcia versus Buck Crawford is a pay-per-view fight because it's a good fight. It's probably the best opponent for Bill Crawford and his resume. And it's also, they have a storyline. 
Same thing I, I, I like from Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. Javante Tang Davis. Javante Tang Davis. The only question with Javante Tang Davis is does he has the focus, the dedication? Because I just think that, you know, he just look, he, he don't. There's one thing I said before. I said, you just can't be a belt holder. You have to live your life like a champion. I don't think that Javante Tank Davis live the champion life. And I believe that he has, he's probably the most gifted. He's probably the most um, naturally gifted fighter out of all of them. In my opinion. Him and you know, I, I'm talking about the lightweight division. I'm talking about him and probably him and probably Tiafima Lopez. You can see they got the athleticism. This is just they're gifted with the power. I think Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, they have to work on power. They have to grow into their power. I think Tiafima Lopez and Javante Tang Davis are born with that power. Um, it's just like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson always have power. All you had to do is just, you know give the technique to deliver that type of power. But I believe that Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia, they got power. And Ryan Garcia, he's elevating his power. Great trainer in, in Eddie um, Reynoso, which is also Canelo Alvarez trainer. I think he's doing a good job in, in, in developing his power. But I believe that Teofim Lopez, Javante Tan Davis got natural, gifted, God-gifted power. That's just my opinion. And I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just saying how I'm looking at the outside in. I believe Javante Tang Davis. I believe all these dudes is going to be the forefront of boxing. That's why I like this lightweight division. Now, they're going to be moving up. They're going to be moving to 140 in years to come. Remember, they all in there. Nobody, nobody is older than 23 except for Javante Tang Davis, which is 25. I see all of them in the in a welterweight division at the age of, what, 29, 30? And they're going to be in their prime. That's the scary part is that we liking this. We're, we're finding so much interest in these guys and they're not even their prime. Imagine their prime and the welterweight division will be the most prestige division just once again. And probably the, all of them are going to be fighting. Maybe these guys are the real golden era of boxing. They're going to be in the golden era of boxing because they're young. And I believe they're going to be fighting young. And they, they, they will go. It's like seven years or I don't know. Aside from Javante Tank Davis, it's going to be like seven years or six years from now to then enter their prime. That's scary, y'all. That's why I like the 135-pound division. More so that I like the guys. In I, I feel like the fighters in the 135-pound division is going to lead the forefront. It's going to be the leaders of the forefront of the sport of boxing. So, broke down the lightweight division. Like I said, I want to see Teofim Lopez, see if he can overcome Lomachenko. I think Teofim Lopez is going to go overcome Lomachenko. That's just my gut feeling. And of course, I'm going to be breaking it down um, technically in my in the YouTube channel. Go check it out. You already know. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. Get my updated videos. You already know, man. Share it. Um, also, also, you already know. I just got, I got to get this out the way. If you want, I hope you could donate to the channel. Keep me going. You know, it takes a lot of time to edit. It takes a lot of time away from my family. This is work. This is my job. And donate to the channel and stuff like that. You can enhance, I can enhance all of this. And of course, give you, especially when the coronavirus ends and the pandemic, we're going to go do fights, media credentials and all that. Going to do interviews and things of that nature. The podcast is going to be lit. I'm telling you right now, stay tuned because the podcast is going to be lit. I'm going to be having interviews and guests and things of that nature. We're going to be breaking it down. It's going to get hectic. It's going to be real. Um, So... 
all this fight could be good. All these fights right now could actually be well, all this coronavirus and they and they you know building up because right now Tiafu Lopez versus Ryan Garcia big, Lopez versus Haney big, Javante Davis versus Ryan Davis versus Haney. We don't know Adrian Bowen trying to trying to campaign in the 130 pound division. I don't think so. But all these fights are pay per view fights. If they just keep you know. Trash talking each other, but do it not racially and things like that. Just trash talk, good old trash talk. I'll beat your ass, you'll beat my ass, shit like that. Pause. <laughs> I think it's gonna be good. Again, I'm with I want them Haney to. I'm not trying to gang up gang up on them Haney. I think he's a great, great kid, great kid for the sport. He's gonna be one of the guys in the forefront of the sport of boxing, and I support each and every one of them. It was just that type of scenario that I had to explain and I had to be real about it. Um, but I support these, all these men and women 100%. I don't believe there's nobody that will support these guys the way I'm doing it from all these independent medias. I think I truly, truly um, consider them my modern-day war, modern-day gladiators. And I don't think that's, that's a sign of hate. So... Um, I can't wait till this thing ends. And of course, you can leave all the comments. Go back to the YouTube change, my YouTube channel, and I read all the comments. Um, left my email there for business inquiries. You already know. Um, so, episode three, we're gonna be moving on. Probably to the what's away division, 168 pound division. What the hell is happening to Boo Boo Andre? Um, Boo Boo Andre and, and Gary Russell Jr. is probably the most dodged fighter of this era. I say. I'll go out in a limb and say that. Gonna be talking about the heavyweight division. We're still gonna be talking about Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder and his excuses. Oh uh, no, I gotta talk about it now, y'all. Deontay Wilder. Oh, what is going on, Deontay Wilder, y'all, man? I don't even think I got to talk about this now, but of course, in episode three, tune in. We're going to be talking about Deontay Wilder, and we're going to talk about the greatness that he had the opportunity to be great. The opportunity to be great for the first time. What are you talking about, Punch Run? The first, the first time I want to be great? Yes, and I'm going to give you why. You got to tune into episode six. To, I said, six? What the hell? I'm skipping? Shit. You got to you, you tune into episode three so I could tell you why this is going to be the first opportunity now that he took his loss and he's going to come right back in the trilogy. He's going to be the first opportunity Deontay Wilder can actually attain greatness because he wasn't, getting respect, he wasn't getting the ultimate respect before the Tyson Fury. Maybe he needed this loss so people could understand what's greatness. And you already know what I said in episode number one. Greatness is overcoming Greatness is exceeding the expectation. Greatness is accomplishing something that nobody feel you could do. Mm, great. And Tyson Fury is probably the best. Is, is the heavyweight, the best heavyweight fighter in the sport of boxing. And Deontay Wilder needs to overcome that. And now he will be the underdog. And then he has the chance to become great and get respected the way he should have got respected. Before now, this is Punch Run Boxing. You already know it can aim as the moonshine man. Stay tuned to the smelly salt. Share it, like it, support your boy. I love y'all. Stay safe, stay blessed. On to the next.